Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Journey to the Road Runner. Paul here. And Adrian is here. Oh, a little rainy so Paul day today. Had a birthday. <laughs> yeah. The bit Paul, tell us what how old you are now, thirty five. It, it was <laughs> it was it wasn't just a regular birthday, it was a milestone. They'll hit the big five oh. <laughs> yep. So it's kind of weird times, but we still had fun. Yeah, I, what'd you do on your birthday? See, on my birthday, I went, I went out to eat. My sister and a friend of mine. Oh, cool! And then um, Saturday, uh, my my ex and then uh, a girl that's like a daughter to us. Um, they came over. And we, you know, we ate, had cake, presents, and everything. And then, oh, cool! And then on Sunday, my friend was um, picking me up. Because he lives up in up near New Hampshire, so he wanted to do something down here. So he came and um, picked me up, and his son and his son's girlfriend was with them. And so I didn't know where we were going. It was a surprise. So um, we ended up going to East Greenwich, and this place, there was this place called Riddles. Have you heard of it? No. Uh, I thought it was like a comedy club or something. So oh, this is cool. Then we we go upstairs, and um, my brother and sister were there, my niece and nephew, and my sister-in-law. It ended up being one of those um, escape rooms. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I've never done one of those. How was it? Was it awesome? Yeah, yeah. Like, I had heard of them, but I never, like, did anything like that before. It, it was a uh, Rhode Island Mafia theme. <laughs> oh, that's right. How cliche. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You get all these clues and stuff, and there'd be like little lock boxes, and you have to figure out the clues to be able to open up the box. Like the box will either have a combination lock, or or you need to find a key somewhere to open it and stuff. And there were all kinds of clues on how to do that. There were all kinds of secret oh, so compartments cool. and stuff. So yeah, it ended up being a lot of fun. <laughs> then we that's went. Awesome. <laughs> then we went to the top of the bay over at Oakland Beach for um, for dinner after that. Oh, nice. So, so, you know, considering <laughs> these weird times, it wasn't like a yeah. big blowout or anything, but it still did quite a bit. Right. I mean, and that's so. the thing. Luckily, I remember when we first started podcasting during COVID, you you wouldn't, if your birthday was earlier during COVID, you wouldn't even got to go and do anything. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to figure so stuff out. Good. Yeah, like we were the only ones at that place, and um, they wipe everything, you know, they clean everything, sanitize everything before and after and everything, and. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So good for yeah, you. Yeah, and then I heard in they have a few of those, I guess, around owned by the same company, and I think in a few months they're going to change that one over to a, a Rocky Point theme. Oh, that'll be neat. <laughs> so that'll be cool. They actually got stuff from Rocky Point, you know, from when they closed down. They have um, oh, for anybody outside of Rhode Island, that's an old um, local amusement park. So it was, it was the a big best deal. Yeah, park, and they had concerts there. Yep. So do you know there's a movie, and especially if anybody's listening from out of Rhode Island, called You Must Be This Tall or You Must Be This Tall to Ride? It's a local person who did it. And I, one of my favorite parts of the movie is there's an old um, uh, ride operator, and he's like this old dude, and he's got a butt hanging out of his mouth, and they're interviewing him. And they're like, oh, you know, you met famous people. He's like, yeah, you know that uh, Sinatra Jr. came, and he, he, he comes up to me. He's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, I don't care if you were Jesus. Where's your ticket? Because he wanted to ride the ride. <laughs> like, 
Now, for anybody who's not a Rhode Islander, our accents are not that thick, but there yeah, are there are, some, there yeah. are Cranston, Johnston, Providence. I mean, they got some wicked accents. <laughs> yeah. And he had that like hardcore like Rhode Island accent. He's like, I don't care if he was Jesus. Where's your ticket? <laughs> and, and he's got this butt hanging out of his mouth. And it's a good movie. It's a, honestly, it's really sad because you grew up in Rhode Island. Like that amusement park was like. A staple to my childhood like it was devastating when they closed yeah they went bankrupt yeah oh, went there all like, the time I was, <laughs> yeah it was like heartbreaking right yep yep i mean it was literally so, down the street from me like going down warwick avenue and it was right down at the end of the was. road yeah so speaking of which um you're 50 now so why don't you and for some of the people listening uh talk about like your whole journey and when kind of leading up to where you're at now Oh, sure. Um, yes, I think I might have done a little bit of that in the first episode, but I was just by myself, and yeah. a lot of people not, might not be familiar. So um, so in, I was born in 1970 in Providence, <laughs> and I lived like the first six and a half years or so in, in Providence. Um, it was like a... Uh, like an apartment where we we lived downstairs and the landlords were upstairs. It was an old Italian couple. Oh, that's <laughs> and, awesome! And uh, they they were they never able to have kids, so I was like a grandchild to them. So they like spoiled me <laughs> so bad. And then I bet you ate good. Oh yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Every oh, time yeah. you <laughs> went upstairs, like even like if I'd be upstairs, my mom would uh, go upstairs to come get me, and then the uh, the um. The woman, Auntie Lena, I called her. Um, she would make my mom stay and make her coffee and give her something to eat. Well, she was just coming upstairs just to get me down. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and they, they had a dog that they got around. The, it must have been around the same time I was born because I saw pictures when I was a baby and she was a puppy. So that was in. Um, he taught me how to, like, you know, treat dogs and everything. So that was like where my love of dogs began. Penny, she was like a mix of a uh, collie and German Shepherd. <laughs> but then we moved in May of 1977, which is the same month that Star Wars came out. <laughs> See? So, you know, Star Wars is a big influence on me and everything. Like, it was like a big transition in my life. So I was just finishing first grade and then I pretty much grew up in Warwick. I went to Pilgrim High School, and maybe the like right around my birthday, because um the school was always start like the Wednesday after my birthday or so, and about the week before my aunt and my cousins came over because one of my cousins is the same age as me, and then we have a and his sister was um two years older than us, so they came over for my birthday and they said oh well. Um, Joanne can bring you guys to the school to show you where your classes are because Pilgrim's one floor and it's like a maze there. So um, so they would have her, you know, show us where all classrooms are and stuff. And while they were there, my aunt um, suggested that I look into doing cross country. That way I do some sports and stuff because my cousin Tom was doing cross country. So I had never heard of that before. I was like, oh, you cross country, you go go to all, all, all over the country. They <laughs> 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 said, oh, no, it's running. I was like, oh, um, oh, just like running around a track. That sounds kind of boring. <laughs> but no, you go through all trails and stuff. So, oh, that sounds good. So then I decided to give it a shot. So 
the so the first day of school I went and saw the cross country coach and told him I wanted to join and um the first meet it was like a state meet that Saturday so I didn't have a uniform yet or anything so I so the first time I ever ran <laughs> I had never done a practice or anything I just the first thing I ever did was go to a big state meet <laughs> and just go for yeah, it yeah and it was at Bryant College at the time it's Bryant University now and all the schools in the state were there and um a friend of mine that I had gone to elementary school with but then he ended up going to like a different junior high so then we had seen each other for the first time and since elementary school ended and he was doing cross country too so we ran together we ran we like we ran a little bit that we would walk and talk through the whole thing i had no idea what was going on (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah so i came in i think it was 110th place (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and then um that like once I saw it, I understood. So then after that, we were doing practices, and then um, he ended up quitting. But then I ended up really liking it, so I stuck with it. And my times were—it's funny. My times were always better. I noticed when I, we were in practices because we'd be running on the road. So like, our, our coach coached us by um, we'd be running on um, Narragansett Parkway, and every half mile. He, he would drive his car and he'd be standing there every half mile and tell us what our times were so far. <laughs> that was his, his way of coaching. That's, I was like, that is when you know, that is way pre, predating the, uh, the apps and the, and it's interesting because did you notice, I, and I have to say, this is kind of what I noticed with sports when we were kids. You said he drove. Yep. Now, coaches and, you know, uh, like trainers nowadays, like in high school, when you have a coach or, or junior high or whatever, college, you, most of them I feel like you know for running or whatever they're like with you, like they mm-hmm. they are like running and they're t- like you're, they're like pacing you or whatever. I remember in soccer, my um, coach was like smoking cigars on the side. <laughs> like these were not fucking athletic people. Maybe they played or did their sport in their day, but it's like they became adults who just like let themselves go and it's like you didn't even think twice that this person was like driving to tell you what you were doing they were just the adult telling you what to do and nowadays it's like if you have a coach or somebody who's out of shape you're like fuck this guy i'm not or this girl i'm not gonna listen to this person (laughs) we're like when you were a kid like i'll never forget coach rock smoking his cigars on the sidelines (laughs) and like not you know and i'm just laughing about it now because it's like we would never in a million years would you go like see a coach doing that or yeah. like a coach driving alongside. You know? Yeah, it's just so it's funny, funny when you said that. It really it made me think about like how different sports and athletics have come. Yeah, where exactly. like you literally have like the coach like, all right, Paul, you're uh, you know, you're you're coming up on a seven minute mile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's about what it was too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they drive away. Like, all right, like I mean, a bike is one thing. At least they're moving. But yeah. they, these, people are in cars you know how funny but um yeah that's where you got your start huh yeah but um in in cross country before the races you would do a walkthrough so you'd walk the course so you knew where you were going yeah so there was one meet that we had it was probably like my junior year there was like an old cross country runner that had graduated like i who never even knew before i graduated before i even got to the high school so he went to the course with us and then he he was 
actually teaching us. He, there was a hill, and he said, "Oh, um, the key to this is to like lift your knees higher." It's like, oh, there's a strategy to like running. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. And then the only other time there was a strategy, um, like. Hendrickin was a big rival, but we had not even 20 people on our team, and they would come with, like, well over 100 people on their team. So what they would do was, Hendrickin, they would, like, have some of their runners run out in front of us and kind of block us from be- being up in the lead. Cause oh, jeez. The, the There's do, so many of them. Yeah, because the way they would do the points is um, the top five whatever you finish is, it adds up your points for the top five finishers and stuff. So if, if they have oh, like... Oh, those a... fucking Catholics cheating. <laughs> yeah. Always cheating those Catholics. That was no good. I'm a recovering Catholic, I can say, right? <laughs> so my, my, it wasn't until my senior year that co- the coach finally had a strategy he had. Um, I was like, I wasn't like, I was like team captain, but I wasn't like a, like a superstar or anything. Like I had maybe like an 18 minute mile, the best. So um, he'd have us like pretty decent runners. We all jumped ahead of their best runners and we're holding them back. So that way, and then towards the end, our good runners will end up coming by and getting some points. Uh, we end up losing, oh, awesome. but that was the closest we came to, you know, beating them. So, beating them. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. and, and then you have to remember, those are guys all, it's an all, for people who don't know Hendrickson, it's an all-boys school. So the, all they're doing is exercising because they're not getting laid in high school. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're not going, what was the girls' school? Bayview. Um, yeah, Bayview. So, like, what are they doing? They're just friggin' running. Of course they're athletic. They got to get all that testosterone <laughs> somehow. You guys at least can, like, make out with girls and stuff, right? Yeah. Or boys. But either way, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah, so, yeah. So, you, I remember when I started training you, and you were telling me um, that you that you were in cross country. That's what yeah. inspired me to get you going. Exactly. Yeah, it was like one of our first sessions. So, yep. uh, and then after I graduated high school, I joined the Navy. And when I joined the Navy, I weighed 140 pounds. Um, wow. And then after boot camp in eight weeks I weighed 160 pounds so I gained 20 wow. pounds of boot camp and then I became a cook and then um and you know the good cooks they eat eat good foods <laughs> yeah I was gaining even right. more weight and so then I started um taking up running when I noticed I was like gaining weight and it would actually help I would notice that I would start losing my stomach again yeah and, and then after that I just kind of like stopped running I once in a while I would run when I felt too bad and I just never stuck with it so then you know I kept gaining and gaining and then I ended up joining the gym when I was um 32 not 32 42 (laughs) yeah and then see I had Dawn as a trainer when I first started it was like the intro to the place and then yeah, but after that, I just was doing stuff on my own. But then, you know, it wasn't really I wasn't really getting anywhere, so I decided to get a trainer to help me out. So I was gonna have Dawn train me, but then she had a bad injury and she was out, and they weren't even sure if she was gonna come back. So then that's when they gave me you. <laughs> yep, and you were like, I, I used to run. I'm like, used to. Let's go. What did we do? We trained you in like what? 
Yeah, that, I think that was October. weeks? I think that was October, like towards the end of October when I started seeing you in the first race I did was the um the jingle what was the, the downtown yeah, jingle, jingle in December. Day. Yeah. So it was like yeah, yeah like six that's the middle of the month. Yeah, so it was like six to eight weeks. So I went from nothing to yeah. doing a five K and I ran that first five K without stopping. We ran together. Yeah, you did and, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You made me so... proud. <laughs> now you... you've been doing all um all the five Ks across the country. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, and yeah, we were talking about my birthday. I actually ran on my birthday, and it was cloudy out in the morning. It didn't wasn't raining yet, but it ended up raining the rest of the day. But I was able to get a really good run in that morning. So That's I, awesome. I've been running, starting in Island Park, and then I made it as far as you can go at Island Park because then it, there's like a fork in the road, and one side goes to the highway, and the other one goes around to more of the main road but there's no shoulder and there's nowhere to run on the oh. side and it's like a blind turn so I'm not yeah taking it, so. you want to mess around yeah so I'm done with that route now I think I, I said that I outgrew it <laughs> I outgrew it on my birthday <laughs> that's good yeah I saw you on the bike well I didn't see you on the bike path I saw you on social media on the bike path oh yesterday yeah yeah I did four miles Yesterday. That's awesome. So, yeah, so yeah, I've been cruising, dude. Yeah, doing the couch to ten k. So the last time I ran, I think the past three times it was running ten minutes. It did four ten minute intervals with one minute walking in between. And now yesterday it was um, three fifteen minute runs with one minute in between. So oh good. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting further and further now. So no, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. And then I'll be doing a um, doing a virtual run. I, my number came in, so maybe I'll run this weekend the the um, run for the dogs five k. Oh, num- Karina does that, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Now I got my medal, my sh- my number in, so now I'll wear my Roadrunner shirt and pin the number to my shirt, and like an official race. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get so- out there with you. I actually just got cleared to run by I went to my um, back surgeon for my three month follow up mm-hmm. and I got cleared to run he said and I quote go live your life the only so I, I you know you make a list when you go to the doctors because I, I don't know about you but I always have a million things I want to know or ask and then I end yep. up forgetting half them yep. well the first question on the list was because um, I thought I woke up in surgery like in surgery I could hear so obviously back surgery you're laying face down in your surgery right mm-hmm. I could hear people talking over me so maybe I was dreaming and I was I thought I was like please put collagen in my discs like some crazy shit because I'm I'm an athlete and I want to do my races or something so I'm like thinking I said all this right uh-huh. so this is what I, I in my head so I'm dying to ask him because the last time I went for my follow-up it was his PA who's awesome but I didn't get to talk to him how like how, what actually happened at surgery so I get to talk to him. First, this lady comes in with him, and she's a student, and she's or just another doctor. But he's like, "This is Doctor So and So. She's gonna take notes." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And uh, he's such a cool dude too. He like elbow bumped me because you know you can't <laughs> oh, touch yeah. people and whatnot. <laughs> and he's like, "So I go, listen, I got a list." And he, he just like you can tell he smiles because you can see people smiling, yeah, mask with their eyes, you know. And um, I go, "Let me just ask you, did I wake up during surgery?" And he goes, no. He goes, and he starts laughing. He goes, like, do you remember what you said right when you woke up from surgery, though? And I'm like, no. 
So apparently, now you know me, Paul, very well. I don't, I'm not shy very easily, <laughs> but I, I need, it's because I know what I'm saying. Hmm. Apparently, I, the first thing I said when I woke up is like, oh, good, I can feel my vagina. <laughs> so then he proceeds, on top, the lady just dies. Like, he, there's no, no one has composure at this point, right? I was like, I go, I did not. He's like, oh, yeah, you did. And I was like, and he was like totally like laughing. She was laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, do you remember what else you said? I'm like, no. And now I'm like, I have my eyes closed and like my hand on my head because I'm like, what else did I say? He goes, you were telling us how awesome Burning Man is and we had to go. And I'm like, oh, now I know I said all this shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, was that it? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe I said that. He goes, oh, no, it was great. I was like, well. So I proceeded to obviously ask if I can run. And he said, yeah, um, I'm actually going to wait. I, so remember how I've been doing the PRP? Yeah. So I wanted to correct. I thought something I had, because um, I've been reading up on it a lot, and I, that I was actually talking to the doctor I've seen about oh, it. Oh, first, do you, do you want to explain the PRP in case anybody's not aware of it? Yeah, that? so it's platelet-rich plasma. And one of the last podcasts, I thought it was that they re-inject a bunch of red blood cells. but So in the elbow, they actually do a lot of white blood cells because they want it to inflame. So what they do is they draw your blood out, and they spin the blood in this machine, and I guess it separates, like, plasma all the stuff and they re-inject like growth flat so it's growth factors basically back into either a torn ligament tendon or so i had it done in my right elbow for a tendon and it seems to be working so it's not like a cortisone it's not going to ruin your body like cortisone would mm -hmm. it actually helps your tissue regrow so it's not something that you're going to go oh i feel awesome right after you get it I've been feeling better, and it's been seven weeks, so it's about eight weeks, I think, where you start to really notice if it's working or not. Mm -hmm. And in the ankle now, um, I don't think it's as many white blood cells they re-inject, she was explaining. I'm actually reading a book on it because I want to understand more of it, but it's a really easy procedure as far as the tendon went. They take my blood out. They spin it for like 14 minutes in a machine. They re-inject it into the – so they took the blood out of the left arm. Then they injected it into the right tendon, which I have to say fucking did hurt. Mm. <laughs> I was like, cool. And the guy – a guy did it, this other doctor at first, but I switched to this woman because I, I liked her better. Um, he was like, does it hurt? I'm like, I just took a deep breath. I'm like, I just had back surgery. I'm like, I, just, I keep imagining how bad my back hurt, and no, this doesn't hurt. <laughs> like, I, I brought myself back to when I couldn't walk, and I was like, no. Actually, this is – as soon as you change your perspective, and we talk a lot about perspective in this podcast, like <laughs> – I was like, yeah. no, and it, and it was fast. So this one she explained, I guess the protocol that we're going to use, because um, she had asked me, I guess they do in arthritis a lot in the knees with PRP, and they haven't done as much in the ankles. So she's like, you can either do one injection and do, like, the protocol for the elbow where it's like, you know, you eight weeks, see how it goes, or they can do the protocol for the knee, and it's three injections once a week for three weeks. So mm -hmm. it's like every Wednesday I'm going to go get the injection. And I got to stay off it for like 48 to 72 hours, I believe. And like, she's like, you can use a boot. And I have a brace for when I can walk on it. So here's where I'm getting into the story. I'm going to do this now during COVID while I have less hours at work. Yep. I'm not as busy. There's no races. There's no soccer. There's nothing I can be competitive in. So I'm taking this time to heal my body. And honestly, he cleared me to run. And of course, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> First thing I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh, 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 like, I'm like, I'm going to run. I'm like, you know what? Let's do three more weeks with no running yeah. and really, like, let my back heal more. And then I'll let the, the ankle heal because I want to get the arthritis situation healed because yeah. 
it I ran on it. It's so weird when I I think I had already sprained my other ankle and I ran like 5k a couple times the client and I felt great. And then out of nowhere the arthritis got a little worse and I don't uh. know then one day it really hurt. Now at knock on wood it's been fine, but one day I was like limping and I'm like what the f- I can't I'm not the kind of person who can handle I I don't mind change. I don't mind, you know, conforming into things that I need to like, or, you know, more like, uh, like not, I wouldn't even say conform. That's the wrong word. Um, I don't mind like altering ways of life when I need to. I don't mind, you know, being an opportunist when the time is needed where like, Oh, now I have this, I I have this time. I can use it for this, but I don't like not knowing, like having a clue when something's just going to change that fast in my body where I'm taking care of it or trying to. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, my fuck, an ankle I can't walk I was limping for like and I'm like shit I gotta work I was trying to hit it with the tens unit ice wasn't helping nothing was helping like then I went to acupuncture I think that actually helped and uh-huh. then out of nowhere I'm walking I'm fine everything's great because it was like two days after acupuncture it got better and I don't even know if that's what worked I'm like and and that's what I can't handle that like and I didn't know how bad arthritis was I mean and I hate to sound like a fucking asshole because I you know we all know I can be <laughs> when I see like old people who don't take care of themselves on the stupid fucking medicine commercial like my arthritis I couldn't move my hands I'm like well you probably don't do shit that's why you can't move you know and in my head I'm being a total judgy fucking asshole but I, you know because a lot of times when people get it and it's it's like you're not doing enough so of course it's gonna hurt you know and at the end of the day I know a lot of older people who at the gym who have arthritis and they're freaking kicking ass every day I'm like how come the person on this commercial can't move but these people are you know and I didn't just like I used to freaking be an asshole about migraines and like, oh, until I actually got one. Um, my ankle, uh, I was limping and I'm like, I can't live. Like, what am I going to do? And, you know, of course, when I went to my ankle, the, the ankle doctor, who's a surgeon, he's like, I slice it open. You know, obviously he speaks way better than I do. You know how I articulate things. <laughs> Or I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, he's like, we can cut little incision, clean it out, sew you up kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. boom, you're off your feet for how long? This is like, mm-hmm. you know, three days off my feet. Obviously, I can't go doing crazy shit, but yeah. I can brace it or I'm going to talk to her. Because I know I have to have a boot, which I have. Um, but I have an ankle brace that's really like for my running, for my left ankle. So I'll if I have to wear that to work for a few days and like stay off my feet for another, I mean, um, for three days instead of like six weeks to clean out some arthritis. And every time they cut you, you're cutting through tissue, nerves, like even my back. He says, I'm great. I'm like, I'm still having weird feelings. Like, and I'm assuming, and I was like, ask him, am I going to blow it out? You know, obviously if I run or do stuff, he goes, no, you know, you'll know if it hurts, he goes, but you're not going to blow it out. So like, but I still feel stuff. And that's, that's due to cutting through when you cut somebody open, there's going to be some kind of trauma. Yeah, the body's exactly. going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trauma from a needle and, like, forced inflammation to heal the area is a hell of a, a lot different than cutting, spreading tissue, moving shit around. Yeah. And I just, honestly, I can't, I can't emotionally handle that again for a long time. <laughs> and, like, I was actually, my back, I was okay. But, like. I don't want to have to do these things to be better. And I was, I'm reading this PRP book now on my Kindle. And one of the first things it says is like PRP is great for aging athletes, like who don't want to stop doing stuff and don't want to ruin their bodies with surgery. And that's exactly what I don't want to do. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not cheap, but it's not, it's not stem cell. It's it's not stem cell extensive. It's not 5,000 for an injection. Yeah. You know, it, it still sounds like for three. It still sounds like natural too. Like it's it's not using it's your like blood. yeah, it's not using like chemicals or anything like that. So yeah. 
Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm still learning a lot about it. I thought it was the red platelet. So on one of the podcasts, I, I think I like miss, miss, uh, said it. So I, I'll correct it. Uh-huh. They, in the elbow, she said, you use a lot of the white blood cells and they spin. They, it, when it spins, I think it just separates all the organisms in your blood basically, yep. which is kind of fascinating. Um, I know, and I'm reading about it more, so I understand it. I get the gist of it. I understand what it does. I understand what it doesn't do. Like it's not a miracle, and, uh-huh. and they say that that you know, I'm not looking for it to be a, an end-all, be-all, a cure. What I am looking for is some tissue rejuvenation. I'm healthy. I eat clean. I exercise. You know, I I don't mind spending. I'm not going on vacations anytime soon. Yes, I'm yeah. making a little less money right now, but you know, I don't mind putting all the while we're home with covid and i can't do the things i want you know life is somewhat at a pause and i'm okay i'm not happy with people being sick i'm not happy with a lot of the people who can't who aren't doing well during this time but but uh, personally on a personal level i'm okay with the slowdown of life with all of this because it's giving me time and space to heal and really focus on it and not feel pressure from you know oh i have to work and go do this like i have to work this many hours how many times am i going to demonstrate how many times is that going to irritate my body or you know there's a race coming up in six months can i be ready maybe i can i'll start training now like i don't have that whole crap going on and you know i've been most of the clients at the gym if i get one or two new which i've been getting a few new i i'm enjoying it because it's only a few like there's been times i get like five new clients in a week which i'm not complaining i I love it (laughs) Well, I love getting new people to get, but I love all my clients. I love my job. But like, if I get like slammed with five people, that's a lot of stuff. And if someone's never exercised, that's a lot of demons. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And you know, it's just, I'm, I'm going to give my all at my job no matter what. And that's great, but it's not always great when I'm not a hundred percent healed. So this is the time that like, I'm looking at like, Hey, you know what, man, this isn't fucking awesome. Wearing a mask sucks. I've been in way worse situations in my life than this. That's why I think maybe this isn't so hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, when, you know, when, the, and I mean, when we start, you know, when we start able to do more stuff, then you should be, like, at 100%. Ready to go. Yeah. 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 So this is why, like, I mean, a per, on a personal level, like, as a, as a society and, like, a, a human planet, I feel awful for a lot what's going on for the world, you know, and uh-huh. on every level, the environment, the friggin' you know, um, the social injustice, like all of this is terrible, but like on a personal like level, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this and enjoy, you know, I wouldn't even say enjoy, but learn. I'm learning more already. I have a trainer that I hired who's teaching me some new stuff. You know, this doctor's great. I really like her. I feel like she gets me even when I'm like a total spaz. She's like really patient. And I mean, you know, you can't see people's mouths, which is funny, but (laughs) You know, judging, but and it almost makes you pay attention to people's eyes more. Uh-huh. But like judging by just like the way she's calm and she doesn't, she doesn't ever make me feel like I'm annoying her. And maybe I am. Who knows? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I annoy people on a pretty regular <laughs> basis. But I feel like she gets me, and she's probably understanding that I'm a fucking spaz because I haven't been able to. I I'm not he. I wasn't healing on my own as as I needed to. And I and it's yeah. frustrating. And when you get doctors who just want to cut you up or tell you you shouldn't do these things, I'm like. I don't, A, I don't want to fucking hear that. And B, no, I don't want you to slice me open again because insurance will cover it. Like, how about I don't care if insurance covers it? How about give me something that will help help me last longer and not have be out of work? Or, you know, emotionally, Paul, and you know, when you get set back, it's fucking tough to emotionally handle when you're yep. an athlete. 
You know, I, I don't know how people don't exercise in general. I'd fucking be crazy. I'd probably not be as nice as I <laughs> well, am. Well, the world is crazy, so. Be... <laughs> right, and that's probably half the reason, because they're not exercising. We've, we've solved the problem. <laughs> this is a, the big, I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like, and I don't have to tell you, because you've had an ankle injury on and off that's been nagging. And yeah. you when you can run again and you can do the things you love, like, there's nothing, there's no better feeling. And. You know, having regenerative medicine and having doctors who you like I when I looked her up, she's like, I think she's CrossFit level one certified. She's a, she does triathlon. She's a trail racer. Oh, I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, she'll get me. Yeah, exactly, like, I don't yeah. need to go there and, and be like, hey, this is what I want to do and have her go. Well, you know, that's dangerous or well, you're probably like she was the opposite of that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like. She's like my kindred. She's my she's my kindred doctor, <laughs> because I was like, I, she didn't tell me no. She was like, no, like you want to be active, sure. Like you know, desk jockeys get hurt, and I was like, all right, she gets it. And like, it it, it made me feel different. And I love like I have a lot of doctors I use because I I need to. Yeah. And I love my or, my orthopedic, um, the non-operative guy I have with like Care New England, and I love that group. And I'm not saying I don't love these people. I think they're great. It's just their their genius, their book smarts, and all their schooling is awesome because it's it's you know they're brilliant. But someone who's actually like in the mud, get getting dirty, gets your kind of dirty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Reading about exactly. get, jumping in a pile of mud and being in a pile of mud are two different things. And you know, someone who's like, no, I'm not going to tell you to stop. We're going to see if we can fix you. I want to hear that. Not you know, hey, maybe you're getting old and you should think about picking another sport i'm like okay no <laughs> no fuck that or or calm down or make give yourself more time like t- i'm time i'm over the time thing like you know nine months for a sprain healing like certain things that were taking too much time i knew there was something more wrong with my body and you know it's hard to get through to people who aren't at your level of, of athleticism or even yep. who don't exercise or run. Like if someone's a swimmer and you're telling them how bad you want to run and they're your doctor, but they're a swimmer, like, well, Paul, maybe you should take up swimming. Well, I don't want to fucking swim. I want to run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. When someone tells me something, you know how many times people, and I want to swim, I'm actually going to YouTube it and do it, try and do it on my own. Uh-huh. Cause I surf and I, I, I can swim. I don't have form. I don't know how to breathe properly. I can float. I can swim. I can dive. I can flip, you know, I can do all the fun stuff in the water but I can't like swim long distance without getting tired. Right. I don't have my form right. But like, you know how many times I've heard that? Because they're like, swimming's better for your body. I'm like, you know what? Masturbating's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend my fucking days doing that as much as I like to. Like when someone tells me something though, I get like so I'm like, ooh, it's it's infuriating. So like when you find a doctor who's an athletic doctor who's an athlete and they're like they don't they look at you and you're like, I don't wanna be told to stop. They're like, Okay. What do you want to do? Like, it's not like you should stop. It's like, okay, let's get you better. Yeah. Let's get you there. And like, that's, it's, it's, you know, it sounds silly, but it's emotional for me. Cause I had a hard time even like talking to this lady without like wanting to cry when I first met her. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't handle like my ADHD is flaring up. <laughs> I can't freaking hold conversations. Like I need to physically move and no one's getting it, you know? And and I kind of like was like, I had my list and I couldn't even follow it because I was so fucking spazzy. And she was super patient and calm and she was just listening and she was like, all right. Like I didn't, I didn't have that feeling of like this person being like, oh, this fucking asshole is just going to go out and get hurt again. And, you know, I didn't feel like she was there like 
you know, you, just letting me yeah, rant you're, you're and, getting, and not getting me. Yeah, you're not getting put in a box like a general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh... yeah she, she understood my, my urge and my passion to get back out there and, yeah. and, and honored it and was like, yep, I, I get it. Like, you know, and it was, it was, it, she just had a really good patience about her, which I felt I could feel like I felt like she was like, you know, taking it in and, and understanding like my frustration and not trying to like, j- just like, you know, give me a binky and be like, all right, you know, <laughs> right. suck on this and give it some time. You know, and yeah. I was, it was more like, what do you want to do? When do you want to do it? Like, I was yeah. like, I want injections in my ankle. She's like, okay. So she like, they, we, that's it. We're yeah. doing it. You yeah. know, I didn't have to wait. And it was, I don't know. It was a good feeling. Yeah. Well, my, my um, counselor's a, a runner, so she makes all kinds of running analogies. So, you know, oh, stuff that makes awesome. sense to me. So even, like, you know, as far as counseling, psychology, whatever, <laughs> if you're an athlete, yeah. it's good to have somebody that's an athlete that can relate to you. My therapist but, is a runner. Yeah. She runs, too. And she did an analogy with, like, changing your sneakers, <laughs> you know? And I, and it worked. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, you need it, you need someone you can it, relate to. Yeah, and she does this thing now where um, we do counseling outside while we're walking. That's how I found about the Satuus, the wildlife refuge. Oh, cool! That we we go there and we'll go walking around there, <laughs> taking oh, everything. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. So it's good to have somebody active like that as a doctor. You know. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, and I I've gone honestly, I've gone through a lot of different doctors, and I'm not, I, you know. I, as far as physical doctors, I've had more luck than not. Um, but I've definitely had a few, like I had one, he's, and I, re- I looked him up. He's like an ankle and foot specialist and he, his profile or whatever. It was like, he's been a runner for 40 years. And when he came in, he was okay. But then he like started, I don't know if he was like, and this is the thing with doctors too, you know, they're brilliant and he might have Asperger's be on the spectrum. And he's like, he got my x-ray and he's like, oh, you uh, you can't run anymore. You have arthritis. Like, you need to stop running now. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then he's like, and I, like, he came in and said hello and introduced himself and he seemed more calm. Mm-hmm. And then he like felt my ankle and he's like, who did this surgery? This is that. I feel this. And he's freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> then we get an x-ray and he comes like busty. You know, you ever like, I call it the parent knock when someone knocks and walks in. Walks in, yeah, yeah. He like walked in and I was fine with it, but it was like really a, he was really aggressive and I felt vulnerable cause like he already was freaking me out by touching my ankle yeah. and telling me stuff. And then after the x-ray, he's like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And you have arthritis and you shouldn't run anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, and I finally, I'm like, I wanted to be like, fuck off and leave. <laughs> cause his, his energy was so like aggressive. Negative, I don't yeah. know. It was like, I was, I felt vulnerable going there cause he was new. And, and I, I went in there hoping that this guy would get me cause he was a runner and uh, it was the complete opposite. And then I look at him finally he was done fucking babbling. And I'm like, <laughs> what would you do if someone told me, told you, you couldn't run anymore for the rest of your life. You've been running 40 years. Right. And he got like, like he's, he like put his <laughs> head back and he's like, well, he's like, um, you know, you could do hyaluronic acid injection. Uh, cause those are help covered by health coverage. And he goes, well, or you could do stem cells. He goes, but those are really expensive. I'm gonna be like, how does this douche not know? How does he know? What if I'm a trust fund baby? I mean, I'm not, but how does he know if I can afford it or not? Yeah. So it was like that arrogance. And then yeah. I left there really upset. And on the way there, I was listening to like 
Ozone podcast and I was listening to like, I was all optim, I was in awesome mood going. I'm like, he's a specialist, he'll be great. Uh-huh. I'm so excited, he's a runner, he, you know, he's gonna be different. And I get there and he's a fucking asshole and I leave and I'm wicked upset. Uh-huh. He, I was supposed to get an MRI order, he never, I never got the call, so I just didn't even bother. I don't even remember his name, thank God. I guess it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> and, um, well, I left and I was distraught and then I ended up having a, um, my, um, primary care she, I don't have her anymore unfortunately she left the practice but she was young and I went in and I told her uh, my physical and I'm like you know is there anybody we can I can use because she's young she she understood me she was respectful to like my wishes to not go right to medicines and surgeries and you know she mm-hmm. listened to me and she's like and I told her what he said she goes and she goes that guy doesn't she goes listen that's not right she's like I just read something like she was saying she read a medical journal about how arthritis and and the ankles and running like three miles was okay people were getting benefits from the three mile yeah and it was actually okay and she's like so clearly he hasn't read up on the recent medical journal or something she like said something like that and i was like so really it's okay to run she's like sweetie i'm not saying go run a friggin' marathon on your ankle but i'm saying if you want to go run for like you know three to five miles like why don't you go do that and not listen to him because you know and i'll find you a different doctor and of course she left but (laughs) She's like, let me, let me do some research around and see who I think will work, who you'd fit with. And it was just her, her response and reaction to his, like, I was devastated when I left there. I thought I had like a bone and the way he was talking, I'm like, something's really wrong. And like, then I go get like another x-ray from like, um, I, I had my old, like the, the place I actually got my surgery at. I had them x-ray cause I was nervous and they're like, yeah, there's some arthritis. Like, but the way they, the way they responded versus him. And like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> So when you get these like different personalities, it, it's just it's really hard as an athlete because some doctors are not they're great doctors, but they're not athletes and they're not going to get it. And they're going to tell you not to do the things you love. And I can't handle it. I'm like, nope, I need somebody who gets me. And, you know, so luckily I'll I'll keep you posted and I will be out um for a couple days after my injection so we can podcast and I can okay. give you the you know, I'm I'm. I'm a little nervous about the pain after because you can't take any inflammatories and you can't ice. But like he uh, actually worked on my elbow. Uh, but quite frankly, dude, I was just thinking about this today. I'm like, I'm I'm doing more meditation, and I'm just gonna really like go there, get it. It can't be any worse than my back that day, and breathe it out. And like, and imagine the fact that when this is over, it's gonna be better. And you know, I'll be. Yeah stronger and healthier and it's nice to be able to share like we talked about like when we have these um you know athletes who are like multimillionaires who have all these awesome things they can do and we can't like this is affordable like nine hundred dollars isn't cheap but quite frankly because you know i'm i'm making less at work but i'm also not doing a lot of like we're not taking any trips we're not saving for trips you know, we're not driving as much that i my garden is feeding the hell out of us like there's a lot it evens out Yeah, and honestly, Paul, like at the end of the day, as a trainer, and I, I'd be an asshole trainer if I wasn't spending most of my money right now on my body and right. trying to get better. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm in PT, I, I have acupuncture, I have a trainer, and I have this woman who's going to do my PRP. And like, I'm dumping, and I, I'm on that BPC 157. Like, I'm dumping lot, and that shit's not cheap either. Yeah. Like, I'm dumping lots of money into my body, but it's, yeah, it's an know, investment in yourself. Middle class. <laughs> Yeah, and for a middle-class person, this is an affordable route. So mm-hmm. I'll keep people and you, obviously, posted on how things are feeling and working because, you know, it's it's a middle-of-the-road treatment plan. 
not not a millionaire's treatment plan, but it's it's regenerative medicine. It's it's more holistic, where we can, you know, hopefully as middle middle class American athletes afford to do these treatments without surgeries, and you know, hopefully I'll I'll be a semi success story. Like I, I'm not I'm setting myself up for like like some CPL success, set. but mm-hmm. also not. I'm not going to be overly optimistic and and also feel like things, you know, it I I am also trying to make sure I'm doing things right with it, yeah. you know, along with it. That's why I hired a trainer cuz the doctor was like go live your life. He didn't say get a trainer. Right. I got a trainer so the trainer can go, we're not ready to live that life yet. <laughs> <laughs> like you're living the beginning of your life right now. Not not don't go live your life and cuz that that guy and I, he knows me. Like I feel like he gets my personality, but that statement to me a year ago, might have got me in trouble already. Uh huh. <laughs> so, but yeah, well, right. I'll keep you posted, and we'll we'll podcast. If anybody has any questions about that or our garden stuff, we're still talking about fresh foods. Yeah, any any kind of like um, dietary stuff. Yeah, food, workouts. Yeah, workouts definitely. So hopefully, we can get some more yeah. listeners to reach out. Yep, any race stories or if you have any virtual races that you're doing, let us know. Yep. All right. Oh, you want to tell people how they can reach you? Yeah, so I'm at Ajoy Lifestyle on Instagram if you want to follow me. I'm probably going to open that up to the public at some point. And um, Facebook is uh, just my name, Adrian Ferns. And you guys can always reach out to Bristol Total Fitness and find me. Yep. And then you can find me at The Road the Roadrunner. It's R-H-O-D-E. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. And it's the Roadrunner One at gmail.com if you like to email. And I think that's about it. All right, Paul. So all I right. will uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good trade tomorrow. <laughs> yep. All right. Until next time, I'll see you all on the road. Bye. <laughs>